Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Wild Wasteland. As always, I'm Dean Maldonado, and with me is uh, the very tired Michael yeah. Johnson. Hey, how we doing out in Radio Land, Podcast Land? Um, I thought uh, this was TV Land. TV? No. Uh, thanks for listening. Wow. Great hook. <laughs> Everyone just kind of went, boop, oh. next <laughs> podcast with that incredible hello, well, Michael. Ma- maybe next episode it won't be this awful. <laughs> no, hopefully. Ne- next episode I might just like stick you with a needle of adrenaline before we t- start it so you're bouncing yeah. off the walls. That's why I like to do Red Bull, but we forgot it's Red Bull. You like to do Red Bull? Yeah, it gives you wings. Wow. You sound like ancient when you say that. That's like that's like you're like, "Oh, let's go. Let's go do some marijuanas, boys." <laughs> well, are we? Let's go uh let's go shoot up some beers. Oh yeah. No, I, I like shotgun a beer. Have you ever uh, seen someone who was able to shotgun a beer by like biting into the can? What are we uh, fucking monster? What, who is this person? I've I've seen a few Jaws? Who, who could bite it. Jaws from the fucking James Bond villain with the metal mouth. No, it's more like Odd Job, the one with like the the, with the, the hat with the hat that was uh, a weapon. Yeah, or Knickknack, who just had like a fucking razor sword as a penis. I don't remember that guy. You don't remember the midget? No, that was Knickknack. When was this? He was in like I think he was in Goldeneye. Oh, he was always in like a little white tuxedo. I never watched any of the Pierce Brosnan ones. Oh my god, you missed out on 007. Well, I only I'll, Roger Moore. Really, Roger Moore he's is a, your 007? My homie, yeah. I don't, I don't like that. That's too bad. Honestly, James Blonde stole my heart. Wow, he did. Skyfall was just Skyfall was probably. I mean, I've I've seen every single Bond movie. We, my dad, my brothers, and I watch them in order. Yeah, yeah, like most every summer. So I've seen them all oh, a lot shit. of times. I know them very well. <laughs> okay, um, this is like a weird thing. You're why. They're dope. You're movies. sharing. I mean, it's 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 cool. Like and you and you get to it's watch. Like a weird thing to share. Why? I would never tell anyone this. Wow, <laughs> you are you are too secretive. I'm like, I I watched all of them, but they they used to play on on TV in the summer. Is that what you're talking about, or did he have no? All like the DVDs we had the DVDs that he stole. No, we only pirated like your the dad, we, your dad we, bootlegged we, we them. No, we bootlegged like. Some of the Lord of the Rings, um, definitely the uh, fucking episode one for Star Wars. I remember watching that on oh. my computer in my basement. <laughs> An old, like, gateway computer. You know, the ones that were, they, like, tried to make them white, and they just came out looking like envelopes? Yeah, they just came out brown. Yeah, just kind of like Manila. Yeah. <laughs> People in Manila were like, that's offensive. <sighs> Build a wall. I think they did. I, oh. it's, it's, it's I think it's one of the things you Manila can see from envelopes. Yeah, yeah, Manila envelopes built a. You know, actually, here's Uh-oh. here's a shitty thing. So I switched over to, to to Xfinity through Comcast. Oh, you got rid of Comcast? No, no, I have Comcast now. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, um, truly, like even getting it set up was a pain in the ass, and they try to charge us like seventy extra bucks. But whatever. I hate these guys. We used to have cable, so I would like turn on and watch the news in the morning, which is mm-hmm. it's fine because usually it was local shit. But now I don't have cable, so I have to rely on these stupid apps. And it turns out the only one 
that can show me live news in the morning through their app is Fox. Oh, that's good. So I had the pleasure of watching Fox and Friends on Saturday morning for the very first time I'd ever seen it. Okay. How'd you enjoy it? Holy shit. These people are stupid. Oh, who who are they? Well, so the, the... I never seen the, Fox the and male Friends. the male commentator he was going to go do this swim with the Marines um, in one of the basically from like New Jersey to Ellis Island to where to uh, the island with the Statue of Liberty and then They're over to swim? Manhattan yeah oh my god no I wouldn't but so he just was leave me for dead dude well he was leaving he like walked down the stairs and he was doing his like I'm gonna talk to the camera about what I'm doing right now as I'm doing it yeah shit and he walks to this door he's like and here he is my my part time replacement while I'm going to do this and this guy was like hey man take a take your vitamins man get some supplements because otherwise uh that river is uh the uh um whatever the opposite of clean is <laughs> I was like he couldn't think of the fucking word Dirty. Dirty. Filthy. Disgusting. Uh, gross. He said the opposite of clean. Yeah, he goes, whatever the opposite of clean is. Yeah. Also, they were they were very excited. About uh, about swimming? No, about um how they said President Trump has not only they were showing a clip of an SUV driving into our country mm-hmm. from the Mexican border after they moved a part of the fence. Yeah. Uh and they were like and don't worry, President Trump has secured the funding, and they have started construction on the new wall, and they are fixing and strengthening the sectors that are like the one we just showed you. Oh. And they're like, uh, they have just started on 100 miles of wall, of new wall, and fixing 100 miles of old wall. 200 miles down. And I was like, okay, that's... 3,000 more to go. I was like, that, that sounds okay. And then I Googled, I was like, what's the length of the U.S.-Mexico border? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's 2,200 miles. Well, you know, it's a, it's a process. Like, I think they're about 1%. No, it's 10. <laughs> oh, it's 10? Like 8%. No, yeah, it's 8%. Yeah. <laughs> right, good, good on them. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> They'll just like, take another uh, 44 years. My God. I, I woke Maddie up. I was like, hey, Maddie, I'm sorry, but you got to check out how stupid these people are on the TV. Were you they, feeling woke They you couldn't, woke her up? They couldn't even fucking show a Doppler. Oh, the The, the weather can't? guy The weather guy kept bringing up just like a map with a bunch of temperatures, and he's like, yeah, I mean, we checked the Doppler, and it's not really coming in our way, but, you know, it could, co- it could possibly be coming in later at night, so yeah. we're going to say light rain for tomorrow, and uh, we're seeing all that. Wow, yeah, those... Yeah, they're coming in for uh, the next day, so that's definitely gonna have some rain. Mm-hmm. I was like, why can't they just put a Doppler, a Doppler like on the screen the and screen. have him like point to it? Yeah, they had like little picket fence signs, like little like <laughs> brown like 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 no trespassing on the beach kind of fucking signs that were like sunny. <laughs> These people are pandering to idiots. What's happening? And this uh, inspired you to do what our topic is today. That it did. Well, that and uh, the fact that on the, let me tell you when this thing came out, uh, May 30th, 2019, the uh, FBI Phoenix field office put out a bulletin that was stating that anti-government identity-based and fringe political cons- conspiracy theories yeah. 
very likely motivate some domestic extremists to commit criminal and sometimes violent activity. Mm. So, conspiracy theories have officially been lumped in with video games. Nice. Conspiracy theory videos and video games cause mass shootings, people. You heard it here first from the FBI. Wake up, people. You have to open your eyes to the fact that listening to someone tell you about shit the government didn't want you knowing about is a problem. Is a problem. It's a possibly terrorism. So wait, we're terrorists? I was thinking about that. I don't. Because we run a podcast where half of the things that we talk about are conspiracy theories. Yeah, no, I mean, you are correct there, but it's not, we, we don't really cover shit that's like trying to break down false flag attacks on America. Oh, yeah, or, we don't we don't go uh, full Alex Jones on it. Yeah, exactly. We don't, like, try and say that Sandy Hook was dumb, was, was actors. Like, we're not fucking idiots. There's definitely something there, though. What, Sandy Hook? Yeah. No. It's definitely something there. Yeah, it's a, something to be remembered and, you know, not, like, literally used as an example. Because Release the it was pictures. The, it was the start, but come the fuck on. Stop bashing these dead children's parents. Oh, my God. But it uh, because they ruled that, I, it, was, it was an odd time for them to do so. Mm-hmm. And on the 27th of July, a uh, fire commissioner in New York and his entire board of his fire district. So like last month. Oh, no, actually a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They drafted a resolution to the FBI for them to reopen investigations into 9-11. It was unanimously approved by his board and... They were sending it to, I think, like eight other boroughs to sign mm-hmm. because they uh, they cited that there is, quote, the existence of overwhelming evidence that pre-planted explosives caused the destruction of the three World Trade Center buildings. Wow. I remember he- first hearing about this like years ago. It's interesting well, that yeah. they're still investigating it. Well, no, they, they stopped. Oh, and they're asking them to reopen an investigation because of they list six separate things that the FBI basically shat the bed and did not even investigate. Okay. Um, number one, the use of pre-placed explosives to destroy World Trade Center buildings one, two, and seven. Mm-hmm. Two, the arrest and investigation of the high fivers observed photographing and celebrating the attacks on the World Trade Center on 9-11, which... Do you know who those are? I've never heard about those. The only time I've ever heard about this was when Donald Trump lied about ni- where he was on 9-11, <laughs> saying that he was in Jersey City and yeah. saw thousands of people high-fiving and cheering oh, in the streets. Is, is that the high-fivers that he's talking about? I feel like that would probably be what he was talking about. Oh, my God, because Donald Trump said he was in, like, eight different locations that I know. Day. He just could not remember where he was. <laughs> But three, uh, that the terrorist financing was related to the Saudis. Um, four, they wanted to know what happened to the, the, the recovered plane parts, and they wanted the serial numbers from all three crash sites. Yeah, no, that to makes see sense. are those the actual planes? Mm-hmm. Um, five, 
video from cameras mounted inside and outside the Pentagon, which, if yeah, you they remember... They only show that one, like, two-second clip. That's exactly it. The FBI immediately took all video footage of the Pentagon, even yeah. from, like, ATMs gas and gas yeah. stations across the street. And to this day, they've only released seven seconds of footage, and it was grainy, just, like, yeah. colors. You couldn't really tell what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Um, and then six, the cell phone communications from passengers that were aboard the airplanes. Mm. So they could say what the fuck was going on. Yeah. But, but cell phones don't work in the sky. They shouldn't. But if you're flying low, like if you're about to hit a building, yeah, your, plane, your phone will probably work. Oh, might as well call somebody while I'm in the middle of this. Yeah, but um, now the FBI does classify domestic terrorism into four main categories. Racially motivated violent extremism, anti-government slash anti-authority extremism, animal rights slash environmental extremism, and abortion extremism. Good. Yeah, all those are were fucking problems. Yeah, and so... We're a anti-abortion bombing podcast. I, I guess so. Wait, or anti-anti... What is it? I don't know. We're we're anti a lot of shit, but so I wanted to I wanted to let you all know, all of our faithful listeners, that that is going on. So just be careful at yeah. the end of the day about what you're posting online because they can easily label you a domestic terrorist if you are found to be any way linked inciting some kind of violence. Yeah, which is a vague like just catch all. Like, yeah. yeah, you could. You might be inciting. You might be inciting violence. It's like it's like they went to a butterfly catching competition, and their net was just like the size of a professional soccer goal, you know. And <laughs> yeah. everyone else got to use one that was like a bubble wand. Yeah, it's kind of fucked. It's a catch all, but but it got me soccer thinking. Soccer nets have a lot of. A lot of holes in them. Well, big it hole. would be like a butterfly net. It was so like oh, just a giant, holes. just okay. giant fucking like you need to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger with the help of Shaq to to swing it. <laughs> they could probably swing it. Probably, they're both pretty strong, big dudes. Um, I can see them at like a butterfly catching competition too. Yeah, just like. However, the force of their swing would probably just like kill all the butterflies. Yeah, it would. It would just like be like a butterfly fucking dust. <laughs> Left in the air, just like poof, might as well just have like a fly swatter at that point. Yeah, it's gonna be like a cheese grater. They're swinging through the air. Some kid gets stuck in there. It's like, yeah. zoom, oh my god! We caught all the butterflies. <laughs> yeah, we caught all the butterflies. <laughs> They're skipping through in the. It's like registering the Richter scale. Oh my god! But so I, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of this shit though, is kind of insane because. One of the people who spreads the most conspiracy theories is our president. Oh, well, you can't arrest him. You can't indict him. The, that'd be funny if this is the one thing that gets him. Well, because that's, that's the thing. It's like, oh, my God. Fox and Friends, he, what, dude. Even, even when he wasn't the president, he started all that shit about... Uh, yeah. Birther. The, yeah, the birther shit with, yeah. with, oh, where's Obama's birth certificate? Yeah. Like, it's on Mars. 
that's that's, that's racially motivated and inciting people to commit insane acts against the president the sitting president of the united states yeah sounds like a criminal conspiracy right there mm, either way if only we could have gotten him back then for it i figured you know people throw out information about him all the time so we're gonna help so i want to look at his family i want to oh. look at the trump family starting with uh Friedrich Trump from Kallstadt, Germany. So you, as far back as possible. Yeah, basically since they changed their name from Trump to Trump. Oh, this is the first iteration of Trump. Well, he was like the first son of Trump, was oh, Friedrich. Okay. So, so he's from Germany? He is. He's from a place called Kallstadt, which is like the wine country in Germany. Ah, wine. Riesling. And Friedrich Trump, at 16 years old... Uh, with very little in his pockets and a suitcase. I know. They all, every immigrant always says, oh, I came to America with 32 cents. And, mm -hmm. uh, he left in the middle of the night without telling anyone in his family uh, and hopped on a boat and went to America. It's an American dream. Yeah. Just leaving everything behind you and just starting new. He wanted to uh, He wanted to be a barber, oh. so he landed in Did Manhattan. Did they not have hair in Germany? <laughs> Yeah, they, they did, but he just wanted to make a living as a barber. He oh. figured that's something that I can do that's cheap. That's okay. one thing that the entire family, starting with him, with mm -hmm. Friedrich, and really- obsession with hair? No, they're just very good at noticing a good opportunity and then basically being cocksure enough to go after it headstrong, and if they fail, they fail kind of thing, which- works and it doesn't work you know it's literally a bull in a china shop <laughs> but so he's what? what he's just running into shit and hoping he hits a wall and not like a pane of glass that's not a bull in a i know <laughs> that's, that's a terrible analogy well you make a better one it's like it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall you know something's bound to stick but you're gonna make a mess no matter what yeah but that's the point like you're just throwing shit at no, the wall i, I like that sticks. a lot more I, I don't yeah, like that it when people say sense. throw. I don't like when people say throw shit at the wall and see what sticks because first off, it's gonna stick to your hands. Yeah. And secondly, then you have shit on your wall. No, like not like throwing shit at it, like not shit. Yeah, like feces. That's what I'm no, saying. Not it's feces. disgusting. No. Well, it's I mean, the your, other your, stuff. your spaghetti mentality, I appreciate and Thank enjoy, you. but you. throwing fecal matter at the wall just sounds gross and barbaric. Um, I guess we're just we're just never gonna agree on this one. That's fair. So he's throwing shit at the wall. He's becoming a barber in New York. New yeah. York. So he's, yeah, he's becoming a barber in New York. And um, he gets up about $35. Okay. And he buys himself a train ticket to the West Coast. Because wow, it's the gold rush. Back then. It's about 1885. I think, no, he went over in 1886. And so he goes all the way over to Washington and goes to a small little mining town and goes to the toughest part of town and opens a small restaurant. Now he wants to be, wait, restaurant? Yeah. Now he wanted to become a barber. Now he's a restaurant guy? He just wanted to make money. That's so he made, he made a restaurant and all the miners would eat there. Yeah, no, that, that's the, the, the best way to make money in a mining town is to do anything but mining. <laughs> and it's such like a shit mentality too, though. It's like, 
Well, I don't like to get my hands dirty. That way I don't soil the meat that you fine folks like to eat. Yeah. After your hard day's labor and possibility of you being killed. Yeah. To find nothing. Yeah. There's, uh, no, there's no gold in them there, hills. <laughs> well, they, they heard a, a, a mythic tale about the... Um, the man who found a piece of gold one time. Well, no, it was the it was up in British Columbia that there was uh, I, I can't, the Klondike River. That's it. Mm. Um, that there, that people were just like picking out chunks of gold out of the river. <laughs> so Friedrich Trump dropped all of his shit, ran up there, and built a hotel. Yeah, because he knew people were going to be flooding there. Yeah, the Gold Hotel, and that was the first hotel. But then he followed the miners to like. The next town over and the next town over. At one point... They're he, like, hey, I, I keep seeing you. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? I just seem to get be getting poorer. You're opening up another business? Yeah. <laughs> you want to eat anything? Well, the, the craziest part is, so he goes to this one uh, mining village, uh-huh. and it's like... He gets there right as everyone was about to get there, and then mm. the, like the town over was like ended up being the biggest spot possible. Oh man, he he was one town over. But he already built this big ass hotel. Uh huh. So he somehow, with a team of people, rolled it down the side of a hill, put it onto a ship like a barge in the river, and went to sail it down the river to the next place. And they hit a shit ton of rapids, and so the yeah, entire no, hotel just fell apart. What the fuck? Why wouldn't? Why would you do that? I I don't know. It seems cheaper to build another one. Well, that's <laughs> the thing is he just took all the materials that were floating down the river because his fucking hotel fell apart, and he just went to the new spot and rebuilt <laughs> on a plot of land that he didn't own. Just put a hotel there. That seems like a very Trump thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so he had a saloon in the first floor. He had, as he liked to call them, his uh. His candy ladies up top. So he was. <laughs> what is this? He was selling prostitution. Django uh, and Jane. <laughs> he was selling alcohol. Like there were like fist fights in the bar. Wow. His the two the two like uh, chefs that he opened the restaurant with mm-hmm. actually were reported getting in a fist fight in the bar because they had a disagreement. Um, and then because they're still in British Columbia, the Mounties came down. <laughs> Hey, what's all this here? Let's uh, break this up. Break it up. Hey, what are you doing? I lost the accent. Yeah, you really- Just went to New York. It was really bad. You tanked that one. Hey there, ho there. What's (laughs) all this ruckus about there? Well, back then they were probably just like- (laughs) The Mounties were badass? Uh, Yeah. They were were literally just like a cavalry. They were trying to just- Kill all you the bad boys starting a ruckus. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> but so Friedrich, free hotel. Friedrich Trump, when that happened, was just like, peace. And I'm he, getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, he went right back to Germany. He oh. made him. He made himself stupid rich, and he packed up his bags, and he went right back to Germany. This is like H.H. Um, H. Holmes if he didn't build a murder castle. Yeah, basically. They're just going around. Who paid for this stuff? Did he even pay people to build these things? Did, he just, did people just build it? And he's like, oh, I'll, I'll pay you next time. Well, he would pay a lot of people in like food and alcohol. Perfect. Yeah. Free labor. Yeah. And the shit was just rolling down the river probably. He, yeah, but he that's was, probably where he found it. But he was also a massive alcoholic. Yeah. 
Um, He's successful. And so he went back to Germany in 1901, and it was, you know, he was like, hey, everyone, I'm back. I'm rich. Look, look how rich I got. And so actually the mayor of Kallstadt was like, literally wrote a letter <laughs> to the prince saying, hey, just so you know, Friedrich Trump just returned. Um, he, had made, he made a great fortune in America. I yeah. would love for you to reinstate his citizenship. Oh. Because he was no longer a citizen. He was gone for eight years. Yeah. And so the prince was like, um, no, nine, <laughs> nine, just fucking and that, wanted uh, to deport him. Oh, and that prince, Prince Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, 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 not Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler was probably, uh, being born in Austria around this time. Ah, uh, the lucky Kicking bastard. around a little soccer ball with <gasps> the wall because nobody wanted to play with him. Oh, I'm just such a lonely boy. <laughs> Let me pick up the paintbrush. Uh, maybe I become famous artist. I will. I will. But so, uh, actually, the crown prince himself wrote the final letter to Frederick Trump saying, Nah. Get your ass out of this country. <laughs> because not only did he leave without notifying anyone, he also skipped out on his military service. Urgh, awkward. Yeah, I guess like grandfather, like grandson, you know. <laughs> oh wow! What Donald Trump? Uh, he skipped out on the draft, claiming there were that he had bone spur issues. Uh, I think we all in his that. feet. Oh, which when I looked like into bone, when I looked into bone spurs, uh, they happen like from like the rubbing at your joints, and yeah. usually it causes. Usually people don't even know they have them. Um. And eventually it will cause some light irritability. If it's in a very pivotal joint, it could uh, kind of impede your movement. Yeah, I can't go to war. Definitely can't go to war, man. I'm flat-footed. Dude, I can't God, do it. I can't do it. I'm too gay. <laughs> Just can't go. I'm the last surviving son. I gotta, yeah, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. Gotta I'm colorblind. Wouldn't do any good flying a chopper. I wouldn't know what's a tree and what's a cloud. <laughs> But so, they all look like bushes to me. <laughs> well, so before he left Germany, he did marry a lady. You know, Damn, a, how long was he in Germany for? Like two years. Marrying somebody in two years. Well, she was like an old neighbor friend who we went to school with. And the thing is that this is where we, we start to see a, a, a trend in who the Trumps like to marry. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They are always, um, you know, like... Women who came from very, very poor areas but had a drive to be successful and were just wanted to be supportive of their husband, basically. They wanted to be a homebody. Yeah, no, nothing's poorer than Germany right before World War I. And <laughs> Not so, true. Germany was know, They were doing rich. very well. But so he went back to America and was living in... You ever, you ever seen the tenements of New York? No. The tenement buildings where there were like 18 families per apartment. Oh. He was he, living in that? He was living in a tenement I he building. He was wealthy. He was. Oh, but he lost he, it. No, he was saving his money. Typical fucking man. So he was he was living in a tenement building uh, and cutting hair on Wall Street back in New York. And they had three children. Now, Trump died of influenza in 1918. There was a massive oh. outbreak in New York, and a lot of people died. Because the tenement housing. 
Yeah. If he didn't live there, he probably would have lived longer. Probably. <laughs> but before he died, he bought, with his money, a shit ton of land in Queens. Okay. Where they started building, and then he was like, Ugh. And so his, uh, his son, little Fred Trump. Oh, Fred, okay. Had to take over the business. Oh, how how old was he at the time? Twelve. Oh, good. <laughs> little 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 twelve year old Fred. He hey. he was designing garages. He did all the blueprints, but he wasn't old enough to have a bank account. Oh my! To God. start a business, so he couldn't like be a legitimate enterprise. That's adorable. So his mom opened up what was called Elizabeth Trump and Son, mm-hmm. and they started building houses in Queens. Oh, okay. Now he's got a bank account. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He starts fluffing it a little bit. Oh. But when Fred is 24, the stock market crashes. Oh, damn it. It's rough. I mean, what's he got to do? I don't know. You tell me. He uh, he stuck it out. He didn't, he didn't really stop much building. Mm-hmm. And then FDR came out with a great little program to oh. build a ton of infrastructure. Nice. And so, Fred Trump was the first in line at the office to get government funding and started building housing, houses and apartment complexes all across Queens and, uh, you know, like that side of the river. And he milked every fucking dollar that he yeah, could from his but he did. He had, he had great political connections. Mm-hmm. I mean, we also found out that his, uh, his brother was the... Uh, custodian of the Office of Alien Property with the yeah, FBI. Yeah, with Tesla, yeah. Yeah, so he had great connections. <laughs> and he started to build his empire. Right, yeah. And it was literally being funded by the most leftist, most liberal deal in the history of the country at that time. Damn it. Right? The left built Trump. <laughs> it's all your fault. So It's a cookbook. It's a cookbook. <laughs> So at this time, though, when businesses would go bankrupt, because so many businesses were going bankrupt left and right because of the stock mm-hmm. market crash, yeah, because it crashed, they the court decided who would take a, take on like the property and the mortgages of those companies, <laughs> and so Fred Trump just like became a creature of the courthouse. He'd just hang out there with money, and be like, "Yeah, I'll buy it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll buy it. Well, he would just Give wait for that. wait for real estate companies to close, and he would just take their land, <laughs> and then. Finished building what they were already building. Oh, wow. And it, it worked pretty darn well. He even got a little slice of Manhattan. Ooh. But he didn't want to build on it. No. So he called it Cent- Central Park. No, he was just waiting. Oh, like, okay. He owned the land, but the buildings were already there. Oh. Um, so the next five years, he built over two, yeah, 2,000 homes. Jesus Christ. Over how many years? Five. What? <laughs> That's, mm-hmm. That's and, insane. And then in comes Miss Mary McLeod. Oh, oh. Now she was an Irish immigrant who was dirt poor, and was working in upstate New York as a domestic servant, basically like a maid. Okay. Uh, when she met Fred Trump at a ball, that was at like the house that she was working at. Hi, how are you doing there? Oh, hey. Can you save me from a shithole that I'm in? (laughs) 
Well, she was gorgeous. She really was. Um, and so he married her. And the news line, the news headline said that she went from domestic servant to domestic goddess. Oh, yeah. Domestic service to domestic violence. It's like some great Gatsby shit right there. Oh, yeah, I know. Just came in for the summer. Welcome to my palace. Have whatever what? you like. I don't want to live that much longer. You know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't care much for living anymore. But... Where's the car? So... And Fred Trump was really... He was a showman. He He wanted to be. But he was... Rather shy. Oh, so shy. So he took a class given by Dale S. Carnegie, which if you've ever heard of him, he wrote a book and used to go around the nation giving the class on this book. And how, he built Carnegie Hall. How to win, uh, how to make friends and influence people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the most manipulative book uh, that, that exists. And so, you know, Fred from that started developing a persona of him being like this extravagant playboy. Right. And so Mary was always seen in fur, and she was always in a Rolls Royce. Oh, yeah. Big pimpin'. And I mean, I shit you not, he was a showboat. Uh Uh-huh. On July 4th, 1939, at the beach at Coney Island, just around noon, the beachgoers heard the Star Spangled Banner start to play. Okay. From a barge that was sitting out on like in the in the ocean lightly, uh-huh. and they had these giant speakers, and they were playing the Star Spangled Banner on them. Why? And in between those stacks of massive speakers, yeah, they had ten uh, foot letters that spelled out Trump. Wow! It was a literal showboat. Wow. And it was to advertise for his new apartments in Brooklyn, which were like right down the street from there. <laughs> that was in 1939. Yeah. What? Why aren't more people doing this today? I don't, I don't know. I want to do that. So I'm going to get my name out there. <laughs> just be, just make a showboat? Yeah. Just rent a fucking oil tanker and just Michael in huge impact font. <laughs> oh my God. Just on the side. Just, no. In like towers of it. You should get those uh those giant balloon letters and make a balloon arch of your name. That looks too silly. I need We're, to look imposing. Okay. Like I'm like I'm taking over the country. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael. Like like this boat is going to come crashing into the beach at any moment because I don't know how to drive for this thing. <laughs> I can't find the wheel. <laughs> Wait, where's the steering wheel? Uh, sir, it's all the way at the top. I went up there already, and there was nothing but little flags. <laughs> I was very, very high, and I was scared. You went too high up, sir. What You said the very top. Be what? more clear. Yeah, and what the top of what? The boat, sir. We're at the top. Sir, there's three more levels. What? You can't see out to the day, can you? Oh, my God. Well, of course, there's little holes. Either I got to go up in that building? Either way, either way, either way. Here's where we get to the fun part. Oh, this has been pretty fun. 1946. What is this voice? They is that have a 1946 voice. Mm-hmm. They have their fourth little child named Donald. Oh, after the duck? I hope so. We named him after the duck. We really like Walt. He was a good friend. Actually, Donald 
was based on Fred Trump. Wow. That's why when you ever listen to Fred Trump talk, he would go... Uh, so, this is actually the point of the of Fred's life where he made the majority of his money, which was after World War II. Okay. Because he started being sleazy as fuck. Nice. That's what you want to do. Because there's another big government campaign that comes out from Eisenhower. Because all the boys were coming back from World War II. Yeah. And he was funding. The boys are back in town. He was putting out government funding to build homes for all of the veterans. Oh, Okay. And obviously, nice Trump just was like fucking drooling, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll make ten thousand. Chomping new at houses. the bit, he's just like, damn it, give me that contract. Wow, that was Trump. That's, that's wild. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I know it's terrifying. Hold him back, Trump, animals. Trump is a Trump is a madman. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You don't corner him, man. You can't corner him. <laughs> but so, this is when Fred Trump started. Milking the government for money, he yeah, would. This is what you gotta do. He would overestimate costs of the houses, and then he would pocket the remainder when he was done building them very shittily. And then he'd sell them. Well, no, Maybe they were they were government money. they were government buildings for veterans to live in. So yeah, but then he, he already was the paid. Veterans the the house. Well, he did this. Uh, by learning who was doling out the funding, right from the from the government, who was it? His was it his brother? No, no, no. Alien. It was. It was. You know. It was, it was a different man. It was, it was. I. I had his name in here. I took it out because it was too hard of a last name. Oh. Um. It was Jim Smith. Well, what Fred Trump did was he he found out who was giving out the money, and then he hired that guy's brother as his lawyer. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> And so the money just fell into his fucking hand. Oh, man. And when Eisenhower found out, he was fucking livid. Oh, my God. Eisenhower probably popped a few blood vessels. I don't know. It would it'd be a weird thing to, uh, to cross Eisenhower and veterans right after World War II. I don't feel like that would be a very smart idea. It's like, I'm just going to fuck with the guys that just shot up a bunch of Nazis. Yeah, the biggest heroes in our nation. Uh, I think I'm going to try and fuck the government on this one. <laughs> like, not even like just a they. They should feel bad because you know of what they've done. Those guys know how to use guns. I would. I wouldn't <laughs> fuck with any of those guys. Well, so it it was a national scandal. Ooh, it was all over the news, and Fred wow. had to testify before Congress because I they did f- not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> Well, he, honestly, this is a more ridiculous way of getting out of it. Uh, um, they found $4 million of government money in his bank account. How'd they know it was government money? Because they sent it to him. Oh. I just thought like it had like government, like. Yeah, just like government, government. funds, which is like the nickname of the folder. <laughs> um, Trump, He's not a very smart guy. Well, Trump said, he goes, I didn't break any laws, and this it, and isn't this what American business is supposed to do? It's supposed to make money. Yeah. And frankly, he was right. That's the thing, is that Fred Trump was very fucking skilled at seeing every last angle and crack in the law that he could squeeze through, where he was not technically breaking the law. Yeah. But if anyone with a sense of decency looked at this, they're <laughs> like, 
That uh, should be technically breaking the law. Yeah. It's like uh, like porn, right? They say, uh, like, how do you define porn? Well, you know, you know when you see it, you know? And, like, I can imagine Congress is like, shit, he's right. We're capitalistic. Fuck. He is supposed to be making money. Well, he got, he got he, us. Here's, here's how he got out of that trial. He said, well, the money's not in my bank account. It's just resting there for now. <laughs> It's That's not the stupidest te- fucking thing. It's not ever technically heard in my life. there. It's actually like in transfer between other places. It's just resting in my account until they go through. That's just, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. And they, they just let him off. Of course they did. Of course. Of course. They, they they let him off. But it ruined his reputation. Oh, good. And so at this point, he has five kids. Moves back to to Germany. He has uh Marianne, who was born in thirty seven. Fred Trump Jr., who was called Freddie, uh, Elizabeth, Donald, and Robert. Damn. Too many fucking kids. Yeah. Gotta get rid of one of them. Well, don't, I mean, Freddie dies in 81. Oh, good. And that's really, it's a fucked up story. <laughs> was he kidnapped? No, no. That would have been better. <laughs> now, Donald, I like to call him Little Donnie when he's a boy. Just to kind of uh, differentiate. Little Donnie, hey, how you doing, Donnie? Mm-hmm. Hey, he... I'm uh, going to be president one day. You're not even knowing half of it. Well, he was, a little boy. he was a little rebel. He <laughs> was, he was, supposedly, he was rough. He was violent with other kids. He was disrespectful at school. Um, his brother Robert once said that Donald, Donald was the child who would throw the cake at birthday parties. If I put all the bricks up, I'm sure he's talking about like cocaine bricks, yeah. No, I get it. Like, you know, like little uh, blocks. Oh, blocks. If I put all the bricks up, Donald would come along and glue them all together, and that would be the end of my bricks. Well, now you got a nice house. And so his, well, his, his, his dad was like in love with him, but also kind of pissed off that he's being a little shithead. Yeah, spoiled brat. Yeah. Like you. And when he and a classmate went into Manhattan to buy switchblades, uh-huh. and his dad found the switchblade, he sent his ass to the New York Military Academy. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. For a switchblade? Yeah. Uh, what year was that? Um, you, you know? Hmm. Let me see. He was born in 46, right. and he was thrown in the military academy around 15, so... This was 1961 or something? Something like that. Um, Switchblades may have been like the the thing back then. <laughs> this is the 60s. We like uh, combing our hair back and having switchblades. But really what I think his dad was, his dad wasn't doing it because he was pissed off that he was becoming a little shithead. Yeah. He was pissed off that he was becoming a little shithead in the wrong way. He needed to become a successful little shithead. Yeah, an evil bastard. Not, not like a little going to die in the street as a wannabe gangster shithead. Ah, oh, well, you know, we all have dreams. Because at the New York Military Academy, which was fucking, like, 20 minutes down the street, uh, <laughs> that's where Frank really started to build Donald's brand. Oh. Because, now, with an interview with Trump's first instructor when he was there, he said, uh, I put him down at the end of the hall, he didn't know how to make a bed. He didn't know how to shine his shoes, and he had a problem, you know, with being a cadet. 
Mm-hmm. You know, being a cadet, you got to take care of yourself. And his roommate, uh, Mike Cab- uh, Caballo? Cabello? Cabello. Yeah. And Mike Cabello uh, described him as cocksure, positive, and anything you can do, I can do better kind of stuff, you know? Mm. He was very competitive. But his dad would visit him every weekend and on every Sunday would bring a different model who was like dressed up in like basically like evening wear, like like going out to like a fancy dinner kind of dressing. Yeah. Every single week he would bring different women. Okay. And just have Donald parade them around their, their campus because it was also a boys' school. There were no girls allowed. Right. And actually he was voted ladies' man of the class of at an all was. boys school. Yeah. So his dad was really trying to build this brand. Yeah. And there was a mantra that Fred instilled in all of his kill and all of his uh, <laughs> not his kills. <laughs> I was between saying kids and children, <laughs> and so kill. I was like, his kill, uh, his kill, kills. his children. No, it, it, he instilled this in his children. He said, "You are killers. You are kings." <laughs> And basically what that meant is like, look at what your grandfather did. He would tell us to his daughters too? No, just his sons. Oh, he'd be like, you are you are victims. You are queens. No, he's like, you are nothing to me. Talk to your mom. But, but you divorced her. Well, so, no, he didn't. Fred Trump was a very, he was with his wife till they died. They died oh. one year apart from each other. Oh, that's that's cute. But so the plan was the plane crash. Uh, the, the the plan was for his oldest son Freddie to become the heir apparent and take over the entire empire. Oh yeah, that's his junior. Anytime you have a junior, you expect that whatever they're doing is you you get it's gonna, they, that's your legacy. You know? Yeah, exactly. And like, so that's why I call you junior. Oh, gross! You're you're my legacy. <laughs> Once again, gross. You're welcome. What is the opposite of uh, clean? That's what you are. Not clean. Um, <laughs> but so Fred was, Freddie was like, he was tall, he was charming, he was funny. <laughs> and he partied fucking hard. Okay. He's he a, was he's an the, alcoholic. He's a ladies boy. He's the party. He's, a, he's like Iron Man. He was. He was very. Tony Stark. He was very likable. He, he, was, he was a very nice guy. And, um,. So Fred gave Freddie a task. Right. Don't die. No, he want he said, you know, you know, here's like a little test to see if you're ready to run the business. Okay. He wanted him to take care of this one specific building of apartments. All you gotta do is take care of one building. Yep. Okay. If you can take care of that one building, we'll see where you can go. Okay. How'd it go? Terribly. Oh no. What? Yeah. This is his prodigy. This is his junior. Yeah, no. What happened? What do you do? <laughs> like blow up? No, no, for some reason, I don't know what Freddie was thinking, but the apartment complex had a bunch of broken and bashed up windows, and he wanted to make it nicer for the tenants, and so he replaced all of the windows on the building. What What the hell is this idiot doing? You don't spend money, you make money. And that's what Fred said. Ah, uh, one idiot. This guy's a dummy. And so needless to say, you know, Fred was like, nope, he doesn't have it. He's not good at it. He didn't. He doesn't enjoy it. And he didn't do a good job. I and, replaced uh, three windows. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're We're no not- son of mine. You're a daughter. 
Yeah, I know. Hang out with your sisters, like dolls. Well, so he uh, he got really depressed and dejected. The family really wouldn't talk to him because he was a failure. He he went into the family business and couldn't cut it, and he was a failure of the of the family. And so he went and became a pilot. Ah, what a what a loser! Thank you, Captain Trump. But uh, we'll we'll get back to him later. Oh, okay. So anyway. Because obviously women can't run a company, uh, it fell down to Fred's fourth child, oh, Donald, Uh-oh. to run the entire company. And boy, was he excited to get ready and run a uh, a multi million dollar empire. Oh, Dad, thank you. I know that you named me after the duck, but I'm really excited. Well, he was fresh out of school. Boys, and- boys, school. No, no, like his, his uh Oh, he went to a secondary college, yeah. Oh, secondary college. Well, he yeah, he went to uh, business school afterwards. But so oh, okay. he became the president of the company at 25 years old. All right. So his dad became president at, at 12. 12. He became president at 25. Okay. And his dad watched everything that he did and took notes. And by the age of uh, 28, Donald met the second man who would define who he was. Buzz Aldrin. Roy Cohn. Okay, what did he do? Roy Cohn? Yeah. He was one of the toughest lawyers in New York. Uh, Now, if you gave him an apartment building with broken windows, you know what he would do? He would let everyone die of carbon monoxide (laughs) poisoning and then blame them and sue them for it. Yeah. Sue their families for it. Yeah, he would sue them. For for, for bringing monoxide in. Yeah, what are you doing? How how could you do this to my my complex? You ruined everything by dying in it. And like your people, dead body. People described uh, being in a meeting with Roy Cohn as sitting with the devil himself. <laughs> um, they said he had like lifeless eyes, like and the eyes um, of a doll, like doll's eyes. And honestly, the dude was a fucking reptile. He had frogs like all over his house in uh, in Greenwich Village. He was just a weird person. <laughs> He was gay, okay, but was also the hardest anti-gay lawyer in the state. Well, that's always what they say, right? Like um, people that are homophobic are oftentimes gay, but they don't know how to deal with it. I guess so. That's like, what uh, I've heard. like um, uh, Dahmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he Jeffrey. wasn't a homophobic. Yeah, he was. He was afraid of his own gay tendencies. No, he either was way. afraid of his own murderous tendencies. Either he was way, very either gay. way, either way. So, he was in a homophobe. So, 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 so Donald meets Roy Cohn, right? At the age of 28, and he says, this is literally a quote, he goes, I gotta have him. I gotta have him. What? Roy Cohn. Oh, yeah, yeah. And most people who met Roy Cohn at that time were like, holy shit, I never want to meet that man again. <laughs> Don't leave me in a room alone with him ever. It's like, like I think he could just fucking kill me because he knows he'd get away with it. Yeah, supposedly he would actually like, eat food like straight like with his fingers, just like rip things apart and just, like pop little bits in his mouth. People literally thought he was a reptile. Yeah, that sounds like a crazy person. Um, How is he the best lawyer in town? Because he was fucking ruthless. He was not afraid. He would just throw the book at him. But so, um, Roy Cohn at that time was actually. Uh, Representing the godfather of all five crime families of New York. Michael Corleone? 
I don't want to say the name. I'm I'm a little scared of the Chicago Godfathers real quick. But um It's all right. He became basically a consigliere of the family. Oh, consigliere. Consigliere. You know, family. Ah, you family. But and people really to this day debate whether Roy Cohn or Fred Trump had a bigger impact on who Donald Trump is today. Yeah. Because let's see, there's a quote right here. Um Cohn taught Donald which fork to use, a friend told me. None I'll, of them, because I just eat with my, <laughs> just eat with my hands. I'll bring quote, I'll bring my lawyer Roy Cohn with me, Trump often told city officials a decade ago before he learned better. Uh, Donald always calls me 15 to 20 times a day, Cohn said. He has a maddening attention to detail. He's always asking, what's the status of this? What's the status of that? Mm -hmm. Because Roy immediately went to work just like stomping on scandals, which at the time in the 1970s. Constant, constant scandals. Well, there was, there had been speculation for a long time. But it wasn't until the 1970s that the Justice Department began to investigate claims that Trump West Towers in New York mm-hmm. uh, were not being sold to blacks or Hispanics. And you're wondering how they do this. How do they test this, right? Yeah, it's called the red line. It's super easy. Yeah. They send in a thing called a tester, which is they send in like a white couple. Uh, with here's their here's their references here are their uh like the same paperwork and they send in a black couple with the exact same paperwork and there are apartments for the white couple but there were no apartments available for that black couple so sorry what can we do what the fuck dude so um they also found out that they would that the employees would write the the write the letter c on anybody's form who wasn't white to indicate it, they were colored. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so the Department of Justice pressed charges mm-hmm. for uh, discrimination because, you know, there's the equal housing rights. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of things. And so Roy Cohn claimed that the Trump family was being persecuted by the government. Oh. And he countersued for $100 million. And so they went to court. That's a lot of pizza pies. And there was an interview with the the head, with the lead investigator, this woman Elise, who was trying to take down this thing. She even yeah. said, like at that time, I didn't know who they were, or what I was getting myself into. <laughs> um, and so she said that on one of the breaks during the trial, she was in a break room, just like eating a snack and mm-hmm. getting a drink. And uh, she so said, this lizard guy walked in, started eating a whole. <laughs> bird that he found on the ground with his bare hands. So 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 get this. During the trial, Donald Trump walked up to her and said, quote, Now Elise, you don't want to live with them either. <laughs> and then he walked away. Is he talking about reptilians? No, about blacks and Hispanics. Wow. Because I was like, yeah, I wouldn't want to live with your lawyer either. No, he's because she's suing him, saying that you're not letting anyone who's not white live there. And he's like, well, you wouldn't want to live with them either. (laughs) See you back in there. Jesus Christ. And so after two years in court, the Department of Justice won. Yeah, no shit. They and they uh, the DOJ and the Trump uh, Trump West departments had to put all their housing 
all their apartments that they were listing on the DOJ's website for equal opportunity housing. They could only have black people and Hispanics live there. But you know what Donald did? What he, he does best? Sold it. He was like, oh, good, another victory for the Trumps. Oh, yeah. He literally just claims it as a victory. Eh, you know, we won. <laughs> Which that's what Hitler did. Hitler would literally claim, oh, the North American conflict as a victory. We he, won World War II. They, they won the fight with Russia. Uh, Russia finally backed down so we could come back to our motherland. Of course. Yeah, like he just sells it as a victory. Oh, and man. he set his sights on Manhattan. Now, Fred Trump did criticize Donald on this, warning him that uh, expanding into Manhattan was, quote, a ticket on the Titanic. Wow. Really expensive? And the, uh, the developer, Sam LaFrac, called Donald Trump a peacock today, a feather duster tomorrow. <laughs> which I fucking love that statement. That's pretty funny. And, um, Do they make feather dusters out of peacocks? No. Oh. But That'd be expensive. It would. And big. It'd be really long and there's like a lot of bristles. Eight feet long. <laughs> but that's the thing is that um, Fred always told him, you know, the elevator's success is out of order. Go one step at a time. And uh, Donald didn't really give a shit. He was attempting to break into Manhattan real estate. Mm -hmm. And this is when Fred Trump started to instill another belief in Donald. Right. Now, this is one of the ones that is lightly alarming. Now, it's not technically like Hitler's master race Nazism kind of ideology. Mm -hmm. But it is basically a superior superiority complex based on genealogy. Oh, okay. Which is just a fancy way of saying master race. Oh. Um, he instilled in Donald that there are certain people who are better looking, they're more successful, their mm. DNA is wired to be winners. Yeah. And then those people find other people that are wired like that in their DNA and those people should breed to create super children and they should not taint that genealogy of winners. His dad died like at 30. His dad? Yeah. Fred Trump? Yeah. No. Frederick Trump? Oh, Frederick. Yeah, he died at like 30. Yeah. Yeah, he died Master at 38. Master races don't die at 38. Well, you know, he just chose to die when he needed to die. Oh. <laughs> but so Trump went out looking for his master race wife. <laughs> and he met Ivana. Now, Ivana is basically the female Donald Trump. Okay. However, she had much, much less of a leg up. Ah, uh, because she's a woman. She has to wear a skirt. No, she just wasn't. She didn't come from like a rich empire of a family. Right. But she, there was like a, there was a really good interview with her where she said, um, she was like, no, I never went to college. You know, you don't have to go to college to become a, a maid in a hotel. And then within a month, you can become the head maid. And then by the time that uh, someone's done in college and starts looking for a job, you could be replacing the, the person who's going to be searching for the newest applicants. Like, 
was like, yeah, I guess so. So she she was definitely a ladder climber, you know? Yeah. She loved those ringers. Mm-hmm. Those rings. And they became New York City royalty, basically. Oh. Like, but, like Princess Diana. Yeah, but the, like, old money, like, true old money in New York fucking hated him. Yeah, who wouldn't? They think he's like a. They think he's a gaudy asshole who, you know, finally made it over to Manhattan, uh-huh. and he should take his poor little ass back over to the other side of the goddamn East River. Yeah, go back to Germany. <laughs> but so with Ivana, he had three children: Don, oh. Don Jr. Uh oh, another Junior. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Donald Jr., Ivanka, and Eric. Oh, his three Eric, adult children oh. that you know of from the news. Eric. Oh. And they, uh, they were a happy little family. They and so he he went out to build Trump Tower in Manhattan, mm-hmm. and Ivana decorated, yay! Interior decorating, and she plastered it in gold. Oof! She straight up made it look like the inside of his own like fucking personal Versailles. Wow, this is pretty gaudy. If you, you it's super easy, just look up Trump's gold apartment, and that is like in Trump Tower, um, and. Everyone, all of his neighbors hated the look. It was a giant gold tower. It had massive Trump on the front. People hated it. Um, <laughs> it's a little uh, tasteless. It is. It is. But let's uh, let's take a flashback in time real quick. Because I want I want to talk about what happened to Freddie Trump. Okay. All right. Let's go back in the time machine. Whoa, wow, wow. Okay. Welcome back. Hey, man. We're back in, what year are we in? I have no clue anymore. We're back in 1982, man. My watch is drawn on with a Sharpie. Wow, okay. That way I couldn't lose track of the time. Nice. Yeah. I just tick it every minute. It just fills (laughs) itself. Rip your skin off and... And then eventually I'll just go over with a silver, and then with a gold, and then again with a black. It's going to be great. Oh, that's that's a smart idea. I'm going to poison myself. Yeah. But so uh, I like that. Freddie Trump, his life had uh, spiraled and spiraled down into despair. Okay, so he's a failure, right? He's Everybody a failure. Everybody hates him. His family doesn't really like him. Now, this is a uh, a quote from Donald as a kid when Fred didn't want to be in the the real estate business because his dad was an asshole about it. Okay, yeah. And he wanted to go become a pilot. Donald would say, "You mean Fred? No, Freddie, Fred Jr. Yeah, Freddie, Fred Jr. Okay, Fred Jr. was in was going to be a pilot. A pilot, and Donald, his younger brother, would say, "What's the difference between what you do and driving a bus? <laughs> Why aren't you in the family real estate business?" And, a spoiled brat. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fred, Freddie. Yeah, Freddie, uh, Fred Jr. became an alcoholic. Oh. He was happily married as a pilot, and then he spiraled into alcoholism, lost his job as a pilot. Because of what Donald said? Well, because they kept trying to pressure him into it, and then he was too depressed, and no one was there to support him from his entire family. They wouldn't talk to him. So he left the airline and started driving a bus? No, he he got fired from being a pilot, and he lost his family. Fuck, dude. And then he went and became a fishing boat captain. And okay. then he lost that job. What the fuck? How do you? I feel like that kind of job is perfect for alcoholics. I I guess you can be too alcoholic to be a fishing boat <laughs> captain. 
And actually, sadly enough, he ended up being a janitor in a Trump building <laughs> and drank himself to death. That's sad. Yeah. Ivana actually told her close friends that she believed that they put pressure on him and his father and his brother hastened his early death. And this is what Trump uh, responded with on the, to the press. He goes, perhaps unknowingly we did put pressure on him. <laughs> uh, we assumed that real estate you know, came rather easily to us and it should have come easily to him. I had success and I, I guess that put pressure on Fred too. What, what is this? The psychoanalysis of Donald? <laughs> it's the end of the quote. W- really, that's it? Yeah. You didn't add that? That's what he said? Yeah, here, right here. No, I believe you. I can see it. What is this? The psychoanalysis of Donald? It's insane. <sighs> this is insane. He's always, uh, he always attacks. I know. Because he he's learned that from Roy Cohn. Yeah. It, like, you oh, should not, oh, basically, he's... if someone goes to punch you, you punch them six times harder with a knife in your hand. And always eat their face after you're done. <laughs> and then go back to your sun bulb to recuperate. In your lair. Excuse me, those are good bugs. Mm, um, yes. And after Freddie died, oh. Donald went on all these talk shows talking about the power How sad of it was. no, about the power of genetics. Oh shit! This is where he was quoted saying, "Humanity is divided into winners and losers. There's a natural selection. You're either selected by nature, by your DNA, as a winner or a loser." Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And he was basically trying to say that he had winning DNA and Freddie didn't. <laughs> After he died. What mm-hmm. an asshole. And, uh, you know, although um, although Fred Trump was born in uh, New Jersey, mm-hmm. family members felt they were compelled to hide his German background simply because most of his tenants were Jewish. Okay. And so after the war... He thought the Jews would never rent from him if they knew his lineage. Mm-hmm. And Ivana told reporters that they actually um, would camouflage their uh, their backgrounds, basically. And they were evasive. Donald would say, uh, actually, it was, it was very difficult. My father was not German. My father's parents were German, Swedish, or, uh, and really uh, sorts of all Europe. And I was, I was thinking in the second edition of putting more emphasis uh, on other places because I was getting so many letters from Sweden. Would I come over and speak to parliament? Would I come over with meet the, with the president? Literally, he just takes the answer and just spins it into, yeah. let me suck my own dick real quick. Let me try and, you know, rupture my spleen, jerking it myself off. such a way off. with words, man. It was beautiful. It was like, goobity gop, gobbity goop, goobity goop. You naturally boop, boop, booty boppity. <laughs> well, so Donald Trump, though, appears to take aspects of his German background very seriously. Especially the whole master race thing. John Walter, who worked for the Trump organization, uh, told uh, Ivana that Donald, in his office, will click his heels and say, Heil Hitler! (laughs) Possibly as a family joke. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, there was a big surge of Czech nationalism when he was getting divorced from Ivana. And Ivana told, Ivana Trump told her lawyer, her lawyer, Michael Kennedy, that from time to time, her husband 
reads a book of Hitler's collected speeches, which is called My New Order, which he keeps in a cabinet by his bed. Kennedy now guards a copy of My New Order in a closet at his office as if it were a grenade. Hitler's speeches from his earliest days uh, through the phony war of 1939 reveal his extraordinary ability as a mapper propaganda master propagandist. Mm-hmm. And like even even that right there easily shows why he would say that there were good people on both sides of yeah. Charlottesville. Yeah, the one where they run over that poor woman. <laughs> ah, you know, there's good good guys and bad guys on both sides. Really, she fucked up his car. They they never talk about yeah, he was, that. Who's paying for the damage? Yeah, hopefully uh, in jail he'll make six cents an hour and be able to pay <laughs> to fix that dent. But so Ivana did want to help Trump with the business. Okay. And the problem with marrying himself and letting her into the business was that now he was married to even more of a version of himself. Oh my God! Can you imagine and something drove- that annoying? <laughs> It drove him insane. Yeah, I can only fucking imagine. There, there was a, there was an interview with him um, around the time of his divorce with Ivana, where he said, "Yeah, you know that was a big mistake to let her into the company." Mm-hmm. He's like, I, "I, just, I couldn't be married to my business partner." Yeah, that would m- not make sense. And so Trump got himself a side piece. Nice. He hid a woman on a yacht. Now he had a yacht <laughs> called the Trump Princess. Oh. And he hid this woman, Marla Maples, on the yacht. Oh, my God. And over the course of a year, he moved Ivana from executive role to executive role, basically making her be physically further from him uh, in what they do in the company. At the end of this, she's just a fucking janitor. And he was also moving Marla Maples from the yacht to a safe house to the yacht back to another safe house. And he was uh, he was doing great. He was doing great <laughs> until Mr. Fucking Cockshore took them both on the same ski vacation, and they Keep her in the ran into each other. Oh, what an idiot! Yeah, that's how that's how they met. That's embarrassing. Was that he literally took both of them on a ski trip to the same place the same weekend and tried to do both? I get it, man. When you're killing it, and you're just you're just fucking killing it day after day, and you're just like, dude, I can do fucking. Dude. I could do fucking anything, bro. I'm going to take my wife and my mistress on a ski trip, dude. Yo, he is literally a he he is a 1990s rom-com. That is like is his fucking life. Every terrible decision that he wanted to make has been written by John Hughes, you know? <laughs> like I get I get where he's getting all of these ideas. Uh, he's like, "Hmm, two women at the same time." An awkward situation. He's like, maybe if I just get a dead body, I can hang out at the pool for longer. <laughs> Can't come to uh, bed with Vanka. Uh, got a uh, stiff here. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's Ivana. Ivanka is the daughter that he has the hots for. But oh. that's that's all. That's all just because he lavishly, basically drools over her. Well, saying that she's sexy and any man would love would love to have sex with her and kind yeah. of shit. Like, but okay. So Ivana wanted a divorce after meeting Marla, and uh, there was only one issue. They were never married. No, they were. They were. But you got to remember, she was a Czech immigrant, and 
Donald had her sign a prenup. Oh, no. Which she also didn't really know what it was because they didn't have prenups in Czechoslovakia. Yeah. And he was like, just just sign this form. It was drafted by my lawyer. Oh, So Roy Cohn. She gets nothing, and I get to keep her face. Well, so in the original one, it was that it was that like she would get like twenty five thousand dollars. Oh wow! And then after he made millions and millions and millions of dollars, I guess she had a lawyer read it, and she renegotiated, and they were going to give her two hundred fifty thousand dollars for each child. Okay. And the thing is that there was a third version that had somehow been signed that that had crazy little clauses in them like what like she had to return every single gift she had ever been that she had ever been given by donald what the fuck she had to return them all or pay him the difference wow yeah what a prick um and she also has to return all the blockbuster vhs's and rewind them Mm mm-hmm that and I need her to fill up the tank of the car before she leaves. <laughs> I get a I she, I have to have a full tank of gas. Yeah, you know I only go to New Jersey to get my gas pumped. <laughs> I would not touch it. But so um, <laughs> she took him to court and okay. challenged the prenup, and it was really big fucking news, which really upset his parents. Um, they were very distraught by the whole thing. I like Frank was just like I can't believe it. And uh, he went on a fucking shopping spree. He, he was getting her gifts all day long. No, he was buying himself shit. Oh, that's what you got to do. It was, it was some re- some retail therapy, and uh, he racked up a pretty pretty big personal debt. Let's see, the personal debt on the Trump shuttle alone was one hundred thirty five million dollars. What shuttle? The Trump shuttle? The the, the, the plane? The plane? Oh wow! But that wasn't even Trump Airlines. That was just his own shuttle plane. Uh, Bear Stearns had guaranteed, uh, had been guaranteed $56 million for Trump's Alexander's and American Airlines positions. Uh, the Taj Mahal Casino had a complicated set of provisions, which made Trump responsible for up to $35 million. Let's see. Trump had personally guaranteed $125 million to the Plaza Hotel in West Palm Beach. Trump Plaza was actually nicknamed the Trump see-through because it was Always empty. <laughs> uh, and the building alone carried $14 million worth of personal debt. Mm-hmm. Trump's mansions in Greenwich and Palm Beach, as well as the yacht, had been promised to the banks for $40 million in outstanding loans. Jesus. And uh, the Wall Street Journal estimated that uh, Trump's guarantees could exceed $600 million. God damn. It's mm-hmm. a, lot of, it's a lot of money. How much money do you have? Like 25 bucks. Yeah, I, I think I have 40 bucks. Yeah. 600 million is a lot of money. Yeah, and it was in a decade. Oh, my God. And now this is from an article uh, that was I uh, found in the deep vaults of, of uh, Vanity Fair, which was a very in-depth on Ivana article. Yeah. Now, it says that he refers to him, he referred to himself in the third person, quote, Trump says Trump believes. <laughs> And I've heard this. I have. I watched yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, the, the the video. Yeah. I watch a- any time he's on the news. I go and I watch the uncut footage, 
that's that's how he referred. He's like they're being very rude to the president of the of the United States to Mr. Trump. They're being very awful to Mr. Trump to the president to me. And you're like, Wait, what the aren't, fuck? Aren't you Mr. Trump? He always refers himself in third person. They said that his uh, his phrases skibbled around and doubled back on themselves like fireworks in a summer sky. He revi- he reminded me of a carnival barker trying to fill his tent. Quote. I'm more popular now than I was two months ago. There are two publics, as far as I'm concerned, the real public, and then there's the New York Society horse shit. The real public has always liked Donald Trump. The real public feels that Donald Trump is going through Trump bashing. When I go out now, forget about it. I'm mobbed. It's bedlam. Oh, woe is me. Well, and uh, one of his lawyers told the uh, the writer of the article that Donald is a believer in the big lie theory. Now, that theory is, quote, if you say something again and again, oh, yeah. people will believe you. This is true. This is a real thing. It's yeah. called the secret. Well, so Trump even acknowledges it. He was talking to his architect, this guy Dare Sook, before uh, presenting Trump Tower designs in 1980 to a press conference. And he told him to, uh, quote, give them the old Trump bullshit. <laughs> he said, tell them it's going to be a million square feet and 68 stories. And the architect said, uh, I don't lie, Donald. Oh. I'm not going to do it. Oh, no, suddenly somebody has a heart over <laughs> here? Oh. Wow, weird. But So eventually Trump bought out the... Uh, Equitable Life insur- uh, Assurance Company's share in the commercial space in Trump Tower. Mm-hmm. Quote, he paid Equitable $60 million after an arm's-length negotiation, a top real estate developer told me. The equity for the entire commercial space was $120 million. Suddenly, Donald was saying it's worth $500 million. <laughs> And that's what he would do. Oh, yeah, it's worth it's, $500 million. He was trying to do exactly what his father did to yeah. the government and just overestimate and sell it for high and buy it for cheap and build it for cheap and pocket the rest mm-hmm. and keep going and just keep fucking people. Yeah. But he's stupid, and he keeps getting <laughs> caught. And so he had a daughter named Tiffany with Marla, and then he got married to her. And there was a there was a great little quote I was reading earlier. It was from Don Jr. during the divorce, where he said to his dad, "He goes, you don't love us. Uh, you don't love you. Don't even love yourself. All you love is your money." Oh, Donald he was like, said this to his father. Yeah, Donald Donald Jr. was twelve when he said that to his dad because <laughs> he was getting divorced from his mom. Oh man, that's sad. But in '88, the cameras were always on him, and so he uh, he even kicked around the idea of being president. Imagine that. No, he ran. He didn't. He failed terribly. So oh. Oh. then he waited until 2016 and then he won. But oh, what? No, he didn't. Are you telling me that he's he's the president right now? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Somebody tell the news. Well, so his marriage with Marla failed uh, pretty damn quick. Okay. And then all of his businesses tanked. Oh, shit. His three casinos in Atlantic City all fell apart, and it ruined the entire city of Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And he declared bankruptcy. Rough year. 
Yep. It's going to be a rough couple of years. Because in 99, Fred Trump dies. And then in oh. 2000, his mom dies. Oh, that's sad. At least, don't worry, he had a good day in September of 2001 when his building finally became the tallest again. <laughs> oh, why would you say that? What an asshole. Right? On 9-11, called it's into It's not the, like he said that. He did. Oh, wait, he said that? Yeah, he called into the TVs, uh, into Fox News on fucking 9-11. Fox and Friends. On, literally on September 11, 2001. Like a few hours after the towers fell. I thought it was the next day. Was... No, it was a couple hours afterwards. And he Jesus. was saying that he was like, oh, you know, like he wasn't like fully, fully gloating, but he was peppering it in there that he's like, by the way, I used to have the second tallest tower and now it's the tallest again. And everyone just, so just at Fox was like. They're like, he's right. They're just horrified. I guess. But it wasn't until uh, 2005 where he married uh, Melania and she oh, gave Melania. birth to a little Baron. Oh. And now we're here. Okay. I feel like this is a good uh this good episode. So that's 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 Donald Trump. He was uh a bully as a kid. Yeah, spoiled brat. Very spoiled, sent to a military academy. Because he had a switchblade. Where and his dad really wanted that switchblade. I think that's why he really sent it. Probably him. probably what it was. He's like, Hey dad, look at this cool knife. And he's like, I want that knife. Give and me the knife. He was taught, no. you are a killer, you are a king, and to say something enough and people will believe you. Uh-huh. And also, uh, let's see, he was taught by Roy Cohn that if anyone attacks you, you should hit them back harder with lawsuits, basically. Yeah. And that you should never back down. And that you should basically be cocksure the entire time. That's how you win. Mm-hmm. Um, like the opposite of kill dozer. Then, however, he makes terrible investments because he just wants to have people say that he's great. Yeah, instead of actually being great. Because he, mo- his dad helped him a lot mm-hmm. to monetize their name, and he utilizes his name to boost stocks and grab the money out before the business crashes mm-hmm. to get, I guess, rich. Honestly, he's probably just out of debt. Yeah, just breaking even. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I feel like it would be a disservice if we didn't do another episode on this for sure. me to uh, kind of break down to you how exactly he won the election. Oh, okay. So, because it was conspiracy theory, it wasn't which is illegal uh, now. It wasn't that hard to find the information. Oh, wasn't? No. Oh, okay. There's many, many documentaries that are literally on fucking Netflix and other like Amazon Prime and other places that have been made since he's been president. Yeah. That depict the entire thing and literally follow the people who were putting out these articles as they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll get to that because this man also believes that no white really wants to live with a black or a Hispanic <laughs> and that your genetics yeah. really are what define if you will be a winner or a loser. Mm-hmm. It's all in your DNA. 
and that we shouldn't be soiling the DNA by mixing with losers. I feel like Kendrick Lamar made a song about that. And let's see. Most recently, there were two mass shootings. Yeah. One in El Paso and one in Dayton, Ohio. Not only did he comment saying uh, thoughts and prayers to El Paso and Toledo, <laughs> which is still better than uh, Joe Biden that said my thoughts and prayers go to Houston and Michigan. <laughs> but either way, wow, he has said that it is a mental illness issue. Yeah, and it should be linked to to immigration reform that this gun violence control should be linked to immigration reform oh were they even both though, like 20 year old white kids yeah and the one in El Paso literally put out a manifesto stating there was a Mexican invasion of El Paso and that he was trying to cleanse that mm, so kind of the opposite yeah it's kind of like a hate crime yeah it's definitely a hate crime that yeah. the president literally just went out and said you know, it's 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 a real shame that there's mental illness and that these illegals keep coming in and pissing off our good old our good gun owning white people. It's effectively what he said. Yeah. And here's That's the thing: ridiculous. His administration, because he allowed it, because the NRA is very deeply tied with him, his administration rolled back the mental illness checks for obtaining a gun. My God. They rolled it back to appease the NRA, and then now he's being like, oh, mental illness, we really should try and do something about this. What? That's just like a politician's go-to, though, like to skirt the issue. But his office... I understand. ...would have caused the issue that he now believes is the issue. But he doesn't really give a shit. No, and I get that. Yeah. I totally get that. He's just trying to skirt the issue away from guns. He's also else. he's also trying to skirt the as things he wants people to be focusing on immigration and on racism. Yeah, because because that's what he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. He's putting out tweets to avoid different topics. The nine eleven fire the fire commission put, pushing for nine eleven reform. Mm-hmm. The next day, a racist tweet. Jeffrey Epstein is about to go to trial. And gets beaten and choked in his solitary cell. Yeah. At night. As if someone and literally the lawyer that is trying to uh that is defending the women that is uh he is going after Epstein is the only one who's concerned for Epstein's well being, thinking that he could be murdered in prison by the powers that be that don't want him revealing names. Could be. No one cares besides the guy who wants this man to speak. Mm -hmm. The next day, Trump puts out a racist tweet. Yeah. Everyone just forgets about what the hell's going on. Yeah. He has the media wrapped around his finger. And that's what I want to talk about next episode, because that is the true reason that he won the election. It Mm -hmm. didn't matter what fucking station was on. They were showing him. I know, yeah. They would show his like full rallies on like CNN and MSNBC just so they can comment on it. But still, they're showing all of his ideas to everyone. Yeah. And it's not even his ideas. It's his propaganda. Uh-oh. And we're going to get into it next episode. Fuck. Yeah, we are. 
thank you all for listening. All uh, right. Please, uh, I don't know if, if if asking people to like and subscribe is 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 like uh, I, I feel kind of gross. Yeah, no, even, even a, going like, for it. Yeah, it's not a smart. I thing. don't really care. Yeah, listen, if you want, if you, if like you, you want to listen, listen. If you don't, don't. But uh, yeah, we're not. Am I your am I your dad here? Huh? No, no. Uh, my Frank. I don't really set your bedtime. Hey, why don't you go to sleep, huh? Whoa, whoa, why you tell me what to do, huh? Go to sleep. Why? No, no, I'm little Donnie. I'm little Donnie Trump. Watch <laughs> out, I got my switchblade. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, you're going to military school. Oh, darn it, Dad. Yep. Oh, well, will you at least send me some hookers on the mm, weekend? Well, we'll think about it. Okay, I just... All ask I your want, mother. All I want is a new hooker every weekend. Okay, That's all I ask. Is okay, that too much? You keep fucking bringing it up. It's not gonna make me do it any more or less, kid. Okay, well, I mean, it may be just one little hooker. Okay, I'll think about it. Yes. But that's been Wild Wasteland. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, re- and remember, stay wild, stay vigilant, stay what? <laughs> wow, this guy doesn't even know our little catchphrase. <laughs> uh, stay vigilant, stay wild. There you go. This is NPR. Uh, right at the end. Signing off from Tiny Desk Wild Wasteland. And uh, don't forget to go fuck yourself. Oh, God. Every single fucking episode, you're going to go tell these people to go fuck themselves. What's, I, what's I wrong? said I love you what, last what time. Is, what is wrong with you, man? I, I, just don't, I just don't get you. But, like, it. Silence. Yeah. Oh. Not yet, at least. Not well, we could. Okay. Murder, suicide. Whoa. I don't want to be suicided or murdered. Well, you know. Wh- it's going to be one or the other. Why do I other. have to do... It's going to be one or the other, so you pick which one you want. It has to be one or yeah. the other? Um, tough choice. I guess I would rather... Well, am I being murdered or am I murdering? Well, that's what I'm asking. It has to be one or the other. Well, isn't a murder-suicide where, like, either you'd kill me and then kill yourself or I'd kill you and kill myself? Yeah. Wouldn't that involve, like, if I chose murder, then that's me choosing suicide. This is... Yeah, no, murder-suicide. This this is a catch-22, sir. Marry, fuck, kill. Uh, Suicide or murder? Um, And Loch Ness Monster. And Loch Ness Monster? I would probably kill murder... Fuck suicide and marry the Loch Ness monster. Oh wow. You heard it here first. I think I think I just won that battle. So you're gonna kill murder? So like murder won't exist anymore? You just killed it? Yep. You're welcome, world. And but you fucked suicide. So suicide's still maybe even worse of a problem. Well, no, suicide's a little more a little more shooken up. And so it's not too sure about oh. itself anymore. It's like uh, I don't what was that thing with the finger in the butthole? Yeah, now now it's very uh, now it's very on edge. Okay, and like um, this monster, great great, great mate, a, a beautiful bride, beautiful. Um, there's a lot of underwater caverns that have huge air pockets. So I live in one of those. I'm just fucking rich. You know, Nessie runs out during the day. Mm-hmm. Major breadwinner. I can By see breadwinner, that. I mean she just like reaches out and grabs sealed bags of bread. Oh. And just swims them back down to me. Ah, that's pretty that's pretty sneaky. Oh, it's incredible. I want to see that. It's kind of like you ever seen a never ending story? Yeah. You know when he's like riding on that dildo dragon? Yeah, what's his name? Um sperm. Yeah, spermio. Yeah, spermio. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it's kind of like that, but underwater. Oh, that's cool. I just have to hold my breath. Oh, so I've been I've, I've been uh, practicing. <gasps> yeah, you're already fucking up. Now the the big the big trick is uh, to do multiple exhales, like shorter exhales, and then take a big breath. Because the short exhales, you're pushing out more carbon dioxide from the base of your lungs, and then you can oh, okay. get more oxygen in the whole thing. Yeah, I don't think I know how to breathe. Yeah, it's 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 a hard task to master. Yeah, but it's the it's kind of like riding a bike. Once you <laughs> learn it, you can easily forget. Yeah, no, that I forget riding a bike all the time. Like I was actually trying to ride a bike the other day, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I actually got a, a, a divvy after I s- swam through Lollapaloozers to get... Uh, oh, you went there? No, I went past it. Oh. And I skirted a bit too close. They sucked you in? Oh, they tried to. They try- I found myself in the line, and I was like, I don't have a wristband. <laughs> like, there's a cop. Let me let me ask him. And sir, like, do you have a wristband? Yeah, I was like, sir, do you have a wristband I can buy? He's like, scalping's illegal in this state. I'm like, that's why I'm inquiring. I'm not selling them. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's still the act of buy. scalping. What the fuck? I don't know. I, I was like, know I don't, either way, I don't want to go know. anyway. As I yeah. walked away in my full suit. Yeah. In like the 90 degree sunny heat. No, you were looking with good. With no sunglasses. Oh, man. Just squinting like a fool. Ah. <sighs> Wandering into traffic, it was it was a it was a good day. You could do that downtown. You can really uh, easily. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I feel like I should bring this up at the beginning. So we haven't started yet. No, I know. Oh, but um, this is going at the end. What? This is where my best shit comes out. Like literally, I'm sitting on a toilet. Yeah, no one knows this, but uh, our recording studio actually in a toilet. Yeah, it's because I used to have to leave the recording so often to go use the bathroom. Yeah, that uh, Mike actually installed a urinal. I did, and I would just kind of sit with it, and then I just couldn't see him very well. So I finally talked him into the full seat. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, I remember whew. this. Good thing the uh, the the exhaust fan is pretty good in this little trailer in this little trailer bathroom. Yep, it's it's quiet it's right quiet as a Dyson. Yeah, I know it's you can't even hear. It. Let, let, let's get the microphone up to it. Oh, help me! Whoa, whoa, Mike, did you did you hear that? <laughs> no. Hold on, let me let me get my mic back down. Hold on, let me get up. Did did you hear what that thing just said? Uh no, I was busy watching The Fly. Oh, the original nineteen sixty two one. That movie was uh nineteen fifty four. I honestly uh, had to turn that movie off. It was really freaky. Yeah, it was psychedelic. Just cause like, a man with a head the size of a, a yeah, fly, just like a giant a head. fly head is just yeah. like a weird thing to see. Yeah, that's why I only jerk off to the uh, the gold, the um, Jeff Goldblum one. Oh, thank God! 80s. Yeah, yeah, thank God. I mean, that man has nips hard enough to cut any diamond. Oof, I know. It could be sweltering, and he could still do it. Well, as Mike is yawning 